This morning, I really felt led to speak from the New Covenant text from the book of Romans, Romans chapter 1. And uh, I'd like to talk about redemption, salvation, you know, the Besorah, the good news, the good news. You remember what life was like before you knew Yeshua, before you had come to understand what it meant to be in relationship with God? Can you recall that? Some of you are young and, and you've just kind of always grown up into it. But for some of us, we remember. We remember the battle. Remember the battle. Six months, six months it took me to be willing to actually believe. Didn't want to believe. Part of it was, I thought there was a level of silliness to the whole thing. Part of it was an understanding that if I want to be in relationship with God, God's going to want to be in relationship with me, and that means I've got to change my life in certain ways. Being in relationship with God is wonderful. But it, it requires, requires something from us, doesn't it? An understanding of who he is and what he expects. That his, he has given us good instruction to lead and to guide us in the best way to go because it's necessary for us to live life his way if we want to be in relationship with him. Now, if you want to be, you know, anybody want to get married? All you single people in the second row here. You want to get married? You want to be in relationship with somebody? Cost you. Cost you. You may think, oh, no, it's all butterflies and rainbows. Talk to somebody who's been married a while. Not all butterflies and rainbows. Yeah, I was uh, talking with somebody not too long ago, and, uh, and they basically made it very clear they didn't want to be involved in the lives, in the life of anybody else. They just wanted to be alone by themselves, very happy in that. And I remember leaving that going, that person, that's a very sad person. There's got to be a, an emotional issue there. You know that we need relationship? We're created to need relationship. People that don't want relationship get into that position because they get hurt and they get you know, all kinds of things going. It's true. And, and they, they don't handle it well. We need relationship. But relationship can be painful. Anybody ever been in a relationship that ended up very painful? Yeah. People who go through divorce break a relationship. That's a relational break. Some people are able to maintain relationship. Many people cannot because of the pain that comes into their mind. God created us perfect. We bit the pomegranate or apple or whatever you want it to be, the persimmon. Sin came into the world, broke relationship. God wanted to be in relationship with us. Divorce occurred, in essence. You know, we decided we want to do things our way. I refuse to put down the toilet seat ever. People fight about that. And so divorce occurred. Man decided they wanted their own way. And God said, I'm sorry, but you can't have your own way and stay in relationship with me. I created you to be in relationship with me, but based on certain criteria, 
can't have your own way and be in relationship with me. But then God made it a way possible. Of course, we go review the whole biblical text, but the, but the point is, is that God ultimately sent the Messiah, Yeshua, to provide atonement for our sins. His shed blood making it possible for us to come into right relationship with God because the sin factor is dealt with by those who believe in Yeshua's atonement for themselves. They believe in Yeshua. They believe in who he is. And in believing in him and what he has done, relationship with God is now possible. If you are here today and you are in relationship with God, it's because you have personally come into right relationship with God through your faith in the person of Messiah Yeshua. Unfortunately, what happens over time is if we're not careful, our faith can grow cold. Our, really, our belief in the power of what is the gospel message can grow cold. See, what's the most powerful thing in the world? To create the world? Or is it to repair the world? You know, repairing something can be so much harder than building it from scratch sometimes. Why do they tear houses down in my neighborhood? Because it's a whole lot easier to rip it down and build something new. The other day I was over at Matthew's house. I was doing some cleaning, some post-Ayala birth cleaning of the house just to help them. And I'm looking around the house going, you know, this could get upgraded, that could get upgraded. And I'm thinking, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's an old home. Take it as it is. I'm not telling you not to upgrade certain things, but I'm saying it's harder. God did what was very hard. He sent the Messiah, Yeshua, to die for our sins, something that's really out of the box, so that he could repair the world. Ultimately, that repair will come, even as Eric was, was pointing us toward, in the end times, with the return of the Messiah. But all the power of that repair is in us. Because the Spirit of God is within us if we have truly been changed by this amazing gospel message. Turn with me to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. We're going to just take a look at verses 16 and 17. You're all familiar with it. Hopefully your eyes don't glaze over. Hopefully your eyes never glaze over when you read the biblical text. Romans chapter 1, page 1072. Here Shaul makes some, just some simple statements. He says in verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the good news, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who trusts, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. He begins by saying, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. What does it mean to be ashamed? To hold back. He's not willing to hold back on the truth of the best hurrah, the good news. He's not willing to hold back on something that he knows is absolutely critically important for this creation's repair. And that is the fact that people need to come into right relationship with God. Do you hold back? You hold back. You're afraid of rejection. You're afraid of people making fun of you. You, you just don't want to get entangled in a long discussion. We cannot hold back. We need to be willing to engage. And we do it in our own unique ways. Some of you do it in a way that's, that's not so bold in, in, a, in a sense, but it's still very brave. 
because you're in an environment where, where you seek to just be a testimony and use little opportunities to speak the truth of Scripture, to share the truth of Scripture. Co-workers, maybe family members. We can't ever be ashamed of the good news, though. We cannot ever be ashamed because it is, as it says, the power of God for salvation. God has done something amazing. He has provided a besorah, a good news that changes lives, changes lives, our lives today who are in here. A couple of things, we don't have time to go into all the details, but first of all, all the, the good news is a powerful equalizer. This is in the notes if you look at it. Powerful equalizer. Do you know prior to the gospel message, the only way people could really come into a right relationship with God is they had to become Jewish. Really, fully connecting with God, you had to become a Jew. Because that's the only way you could, could enter into the temple and, and really enter into the full series of traditions. All right? It's technical, but it's true. And the Besorah equalizes it out. All people come into right relationship with God the same way and have the same equal relationship with God. If you're here and you're Jewish and you think, I'm better than non-Jews, that's absolutely godless. That's not true. God has called us to have a unique responsibility and to do specific unique things as Jewish people. But we are not better than other people. All people are loved by God. And God has made it possible for all people to come into right relationship with Him through faith in Messiah Yeshua. Then all believers in the Messiah play a role. Play a role in the world to be a testimony of God's faithfulness. Here we talk about in Jewish tradition, the 70 nations. God desires that there are followers of the Messiah from all the nations of the world to be a public testimony of the fact that God loves diversity and that God cares about everybody. hundred years ago, there were a couple of thousand Chinese Christians. Today, there are 100 million Chinese Christians. How did that happen? The gospel message went out in power. And a lot of people died, tremendous persecution. But from the seed, from the blood of the martyrs comes the seed of salvation. The gospel message is sown so often through the blood of those who suffer. Maybe why part of our reason we're so passive in America is we don't suffer. We don't suffer. So the gospel is, power isn't demonstrated because we're too passive. We're too complacent. The good news, the powerful equalizer, it's also a personal life changer. I did not want to believe, but God compelled me to the point of salvation. I had no choice. It's true. You're God. Yeshua's the Messiah, I believe. And then, little by little, bissel abyssal, God led me in a direction I would never go. I would never want to be here. 15, 16, 18 years of age, I never wanted to be doing what I'm doing here. God changed my life. Some of you had testimonies you can share how God changed your life, how you were one way and you stopped. God just intervened on your behalf and changed you. It's, it's the power of God. God changes lives through the gospel message. Now, Sometimes as believers, if we're not careful, though, in following God's instructions, taking seriously what it means to follow him, 
even as we talked about with the membership stuff, if you're not in fellowship regularly, you're not reading your scripture, you're not in any kind of an accountability relationship with anybody, you will slip slide away as a believer. I can tell you name upon name of people who profess faith and they slip slid away. Don't let that happen to you. You need to continue to seek the changing power of God in your life. Let him transform you. The last part that no one ever talks about, but I think it's so true for us as Jews, the good news is a national restore. It's through the Bessalah, the good news, what Messiah did, that Israel is restored ultimately. All Israel will be saved, Romans 11. Right now we are a remnant. We're small. <laughs> We're small. Not many Jews believe in Jesus, at least not publicly, not obviously. We can find a few at Moody Church or Willow, but not that many Jews believe in Jesus and identify it. But, you know, one day God is going to restore Israel, and it's all out of the Bessarah, the good, the good news. Verse 17, in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from trust to trust, as it is written, but the righteous by, shall live by emunah, by his faith. It is not by our actions that we come into right relationship with God. It's by our faith we come into right relationship with God. Our actions simply are, are the fact that we recognize God as an expectation. God has an expectation for how we're supposed to live. If you basically say, I love God and I do whatever I want, then I don't think you get the gospel. You don't get the Besorah. I knew before I came to a point of belief that I had to be willing to live my life God's way. And that ultimately that way is the best way to live. Steps of faith leading to life. The little magnet on my window, on my door, I don't remember, can't remember who gave it to me. Wide is the way, it, what is it? The, the highway to hell and the stairway to heaven give you an indication of the expected traffic. You know, the truth of the matter is, is that few will choose to follow God's way. Many religious people, churches are full, so few people believe. Surprising. Even among mega churches, large churches, filled with people who don't really believe the gospel. They're just getting a religious high. It's not about the religious high, it's about the relationship with God by faith alone. People are made right before God by trusting in the person of Messiah Yeshua. This is important. It's not just believing in him intellectually, but really trusting in who he is, in who he is and what he has done. He died for you and for me. He came to this earth historically accurate, right? We talked about this, Luke 1 and 2, a real historical reality. Yeshua the Messiah came for the purpose of bringing atonement for sin, but ultimately the big picture, bringing us into right relationship with God. We are followers of Messiah. We are in relationship with God because we believe in who Yeshua is as King Messiah, as Redeemer of Israel, as personal bringer of salvation. And we do that simply by faith alone. I encourage you to keep kosher. I'm going to talk about it tonight. I encourage you to keep Shabbat. I'm going to talk about it tonight. God has given us good instruction in His Torah that's instruction for us. But if you're relying on that to bring you into right relationship with God, you're lost. You rely on your relationship with God through your personal faith in Messiah Yeshua. You keep kosher and you keep Shabbat because you're a Jew. And God has asked us as his people to live a certain way. You see the difference? That's important. 
Only by faith can we come into right relationship with God. And it's all about desiring to be in that right relationship with God. It's funny. Uh, in some ways, I think I made a mistake years ago, maybe not stressing that enough. It really is all comes, it all comes down to that. It's not memorizing verses of Club Maccabee. It's not showing up for activities in a dark youth. It's about, do you want to be in relationship with God? Most people don't. Costs too much. Inconvenience. You want to be in relationship with God. I hope you do. That's all that matters. Being in relationship with Him is the key that unlocks the door to the purpose and meaning of life. Not just now, but for all eternity. And if you really are not sure, if you're really not interested in being in relationship with God, truth of the matter is, is that eternity will simply confirm that. You will spend eternity separated from God forever. Seek your relationship with God. Take it seriously. You believe in the Bessarah. You believe in the person of Yeshua. Grow that relationship with God through, through your interactions with other believers, within the community, outside the community, in reading your own scriptures on your own, studying formally, like for the Dakun uh, tonight. But grow your relationship with God. A couple of thoughts on congregational involvement and an effective witness down below. Suffice it to say, though, that we need to sharpen our interest in reaching out. I think that we've grown a little cold. We've become a little bit of a holy huddle. I, I think it's always dangerous as a community. Part of it is we're a little afraid. The Jewish community sometimes is pretty not happy with us. We've experienced that. One of the places we're going to go to uh, next, Shabbat, next Friday night for services just had a riot there <laughs> in Israel, in Jerusalem. Yeah, these things happen. We used to have riots on Devon. Those were the fun times years ago. And I always figured I'd get beat up at some point. Thank God I'm a big guy. Too many of the guys are small, a little afraid to take a swing at me. But the point is, it's not the point. The point is, is don't people need to know the truth? We need to think about how we can more effectively communicate that message to the people we know. Who do you know? Who are you in relationship with who doesn't yet believe in Yeshua? Are you in relationship with someone right now? Really? What are you doing to move them forward into a relationship with Yeshua through your own relationship? If you're not all that serious about your relationship with God, then you know, you're not going to be of very much help to your associates. It's your passionate desire to know God and to be in deeper relationship with Him. It should be a natural thing that you want to show other people what that is like and encourage them to move forward in their relationship with God. Our congregation should never be a holy huddle where we all come together and are afraid of the outside. We need to think of what we can do to bring people in, to bring people here, just to be with us, spend time in this community. Not all will accept Yeshua, but we're not in control of that. God is. What are we doing to invite people in, to reach out to where they're at? Part of what is important, I think, to some extent, is we need to make sure we're taking our community seriously. Congregations, Messianic Jewish congregations, are struggling around our nation. Many of them will disappear in the next few years. What are we doing to strengthen this community so we can have a presence to bring people into? 
when we think about the importance of being a testimony so that people can see our relationship with God. Final thoughts to consider and live out. How does your life reflect the transformational power of the message of Messiah Yeshua? And that's a unique question for you. How is your life reflecting Yeshua? It'll look different from the person next to you or the person around you, but, but is it reflecting the transformational power of the Besorah? What actions are you personally taking to actively communicate who Messiah is to your family and friends, whether they be Jews or Gentiles? All people need to come into right relationship with God. All people need to know that Yeshua is the one who makes that possible. What actions, small or large, Again, the 4th of July, frankly, is like a no-brainer easy. <laughs> just handing out pens and candy to kids on the street corners and just rolling down the street. But we need people that will be involved to be there to help, to participate. Hard part, the hard part is on the job and in the neighborhood and when your family members, people that know you. May God indeed work through us to save a few more of our people. Jewish people need to believe in Yeshua. Our people, our family, our relatives, our neighbors need to believe. Let's think of what we can do to reach out to them as well as all the other individuals around us who desperately need to know this amazing message. Let's close in a word of prayer. God, we thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you, God, for the fact that you changed our lives and you are changing the lives of others. I pray, God, that you would use us Help us to be strengthened in you. Help us to be strengthened in the Besorah and the good news. Forgive us our sins, God, that block your effective use of us. Help us, God, to live lives uh, that, are, that are pure before you, that are at least purer before you as we grow in our relationship with you. Strengthen us, God. Help us. We are poor and needy. Help us, God. We need your help desperately. Even on this Erev Shavuot, this this time preparing for this holiday of, of your instruction, of your provision. Help us, God, to realize how much we need you active, active in our lives. We pray all this in Yeshua's name.